This is Sandy Floria, and you're listening to She Walks Brave. When I ponder what it looks like to walk brave, I think of women I've met living in small towns or big cities who walk with elderly parents, other abled children, toddlers, and teenagers, some from home, some from outside their homes. Some walk with chronic illness and other unseen wounds. And some of these women walk daily on foreign soil, navigating life in a culture different from their own. I've talked to single women called there by God and living out that call with great courage. Each of them have a valuable story to share on how they bravely live their lives to engage the world around them with the gospel message. Whether married, single, widowed, or divorced, most of them don't feel very brave. They are, and all of them, are my heroes. Thanks for joining me today for part two of my conversation with Tammy Washburn. Tammy says every day she's growing in her relationship with God, loving Jake, her husband, playing with and teaching her girls, Lucy and Eleanor, remodeling their old house, doing Pilates, cooking and inventing new recipes. Tammy also loves reading really good books, exploring Austin, Texas, living green and always learning something new. She's a busy gal, and I'd like you to welcome her today to She Walks Brave. And that's a sweet thing to have restored. Mm-hmm. You know, when we are in a really dark place and we feel abandoned mm-hmm. or just destitute and lost, like you said, your crumbling heart. Mm-hmm. When I've experienced things like that in that dark place, when my heart is restored, then I'm restored. I can yeah, do anything. You can bear all the I rest. Can bear it. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. my flesh may fail. Yes. But my heart is restored and the, the strength is there again. Right. Because it's his strength working through us. And mm-hmm. I, I don't at all like Christian platitudes. That just right. absolutely is not my favorite thing. <laughs> so I like to, to say. Yeah. <laughs> So to say, oh, the joy of the Lord is my strength, and just put your joy on, or just get joy back mm-hmm. in your life, or just um, ask Him to restore you, or all of these things, or your blessings, He's good, all of these things that we say to mm-hmm. people that are hurting mm-hmm. are not helpful. Right. But what your sister did <laughs> was so beautiful, and I think that's a good lesson for us to learn when someone comes to us and is vulnerable with mm-hmm. us, or we know someone that is in dire straits right. like you were mm-hmm. going to them and saying now don't do this if you don't mean it i'm just going to say that but going <laughs> to this person and saying i'm going to hold your shield up for you right. or i'm going to put my shield up so that the fiery darts of the enemy are bouncing off of me mm-hmm. and i'm going to protect you during this time so that you can regain your strength right and another thing I will say is, if you know someone who is sleep deprived, <laughs> please go help them. Go sit with their children while they sleep, because <laughs> that's just a terrible place to be. Yeah. <laughs> it is a terrible place to be. You can't, can't function no, if you're sleep deprived. It breaks everything down. <laughs> yes, it does. I always think about 
the scripture, you know, that therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. And it really is something that, for me, I have to go to him day by day sure. for it. You know, there's a reason why give us to say our daily bread mm-hmm. and that Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Mm-hmm. And he says that, I think, because we have to eat over and over again, every day, every, yeah. you know, and multiple times Multiple a day. times every day. Yeah. Right. So, and that's how walking every day, every step propelled by his grace mm-hmm. is going to him all throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And on days that I don't do that, it's a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> and the days that I do, and I remember the Lord's goodness to me and I run to him, then those are the days that I can do the things that he's called me to do. Mm-hmm. It's easier to be brave when we have the sustenance that we need. Mm-hmm. We have the, the strength mm-hmm. of the Lord in us. Yeah. Another thing that I learned to pray during that time too, is I stopped praying for sleep. I you know thought about like missionaries or Christians in other countries that maybe didn't have enough food or enough basic necessities mm-hmm. needs, those needs weren't being met, they don't pray for more food. They don't pray for more whatever. They pray for God to supply the strength they need. Mm. Did I believe that God could sustain me without sleep? Or did I believe that I had to sleep? Ah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. do I believe that God can provide any strength that I need to do, even if I'm in a whole lot of pain? Or do I believe God has to take away the pain before I can do something? Mm -hmm. So for me, too, it was just learning that God is bigger and God can do anything. Mm -hmm. And if he's supplying my strength, then I don't necessarily have to be sleeping. It just takes a lot of or it took a lot of pressure off of me. Yeah. Then, you know, that sounds counterintuitive, though. Right. But again, when you're talking about the strength of the Lord mm -hmm. or the the Lord's work in us, Mm -hmm. It, it usually is counterintuitive to what we think we know. Always. <laughs> yeah, I think it always just about is. No, that's good. We think, oh, I need this thing. Right. I have to have sleep or I have to have food or I have to have a home or a car or whatever. Right. And I can't really serve God until these things are met, mm-hmm. these these needs, if I want to call right, them needs. Right. But I think of... In the Bible, I think it, I think it's David, but he says to obey oh, is better uh-huh. than sacrifice. Yes, yeah. Just obeying the Lord in stepping into obedience mm-hmm. and what He's called us to do is better than all of these things that we give up or all of these things that we do for Him. Right. And walking in that obedience and trusting Him mm-hmm. that He's going to provide what He knows we need, yes. not just what we right. think we need. And that makes a big it's difference. Definitely realigning your mindset to be the mind of Christ, yeah, mindset of Christ. Exactly. Yeah. So do you see this as being a way that you can encourage others to be brave? I hope so. I think so. How you share your life, how uh-huh. you share your story. Do you see that as being a way to encourage other people to walk bravely in their life? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think just as humans, like we learn best through stories. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's why Jesus tell so many parables like all of his teaching is through parables right. basically yeah. you know except for the stories we have of him you know healing or uh, miracles but yeah when he's talking he's telling a story mm-hmm. and saying this is what god is like this is what the kingdom of god is like mm-hmm. this is who my father is you know mm-hmm. all revealed through narrative mm-hmm. and so when we hear other people's narratives and what god is doing in their life sometimes we can recognize ourselves or we can recognize just something that maybe God is speaking 
to us through that. A situation that we're in, we can recognize mm-hmm. by the story that Jesus is telling. When we tell our stories too, that yes. one another, yeah. you know, we hear. Well, uh, it's always encouraging to hear God's goodness mm-hmm. through other people's lives, through other people's stories. Mm-hmm. If we are open to revelation yeah. from the Lord, uh-huh. if we're open to His goodness, I think what you were saying earlier about dealing with those lies, mm-hmm. those false narratives that yeah. get thrown up in our face or that we start to believe in mm-hmm. ourselves and or we start to walk in those false narratives, it really does cloud everything we do. Yes. And then when the truth is revealed in a gentle way mm-hmm. or in a get over yourself kind of way, yeah. either way, whatever way God uses to start to reveal truth to mm-hmm. us. We, again, then have to be open to that truth and then begin to change our mindset and then walk in that truth. But it's hard. It's hard to do, especially I can imagine being so sleep deprived. I mean, I had one one of my kids didn't sleep for like 14 months. It felt she just slept a little bit. So I hear what you're saying. I understand that because you just feel like I literally am going to collapse. Yeah. I can't function. And then you have other children that you have to take care of as well. And they always want to eat all the time. Like that's <laughs> the hardest thing. Exactly. Yeah. But you do. You feel like I can't do this anymore. I have no strength. I have no ability at all to take care of my family. And mm-hmm. so then that's another lie that you start right. believing. I'm a bad mom. I'm exactly. bad at this. Yeah. yeah. So it's a good thing when we hear from other people. We hear other people's stories. Mm-hmm. These are things that happen And you're not a bad person. You're not a bad mom. You're just tired. Right. And another thing my sister spoke to me was that there's no condemnation for those Mm. who are in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And if I'm doing what Jesus has told me to do, then none of the other stuff matters. It was really, again, learning to realign my vision with the Lord's vision. Before chronic illness really hit me as hard as it it has, I feel like I was just a super capable person. Mm -hmm. Like I could just get it done, work around the clock, go to school around the clock, you know, perfect grades, perfect hair, perfect (laughs) manicure. Like I was the Pinterest person before there was Pinterest, Right. you know? Right. And God has totally humbled me (laughs) in every sort of way, but has really shown me, you know, the truth of we have this treasure in jars of clay Mm -hmm. so that God's goodness shines and God's glory shows through our broken places. Yeah. You know, like, there's an Emerson quote, something about where we're broken, that's where the light gets out. Yeah, that's not exactly. That. I, I know what you're forward, talking about. But yeah. yeah, I teach junior high youth with our our youth group at church, and I love doing this. It's one of my favorite activities with them. I have I host a sleepover, and I get like this big cardboard box, mm-hmm. and I give them all a knife or a pair of scissors or something, and I say, okay, you're gonna take every hurt that you have or something that someone has spoken over you or something traumatic that's happened to you, mm-hmm. you're going to stab that into this box and just rip a hole in it, you know? And so they think it's really fun. They think it's cathartic to, you know, sure. crash and bang and rip and tear. And they just, sometimes they get really into it, you know? Yeah. can't imagine junior <laughs> yeah, high girls. <laughs> I know. And, and we're doing this, you know, at midnight or something. And then I turn out all the lights and I put a lamp inside that box and turn it on and mm. the light comes pouring out wow. of 
this box. Like you can get this visual, I hope, in your head, you know. And I say, that's God in your life. And all these places that you were broken Mm. and all these experiences that you had, whether it's pain or trauma or loss, whatever it is, that's where God's glory shines out of. He never wastes a hurt. He uses it all Mm -hmm. to draw others to him. And if, if someone else is saved through me sharing the testimony there, then like it's it's completely worth it. Yeah, you yeah. know, like if one soul comes to Christ, like that's amazing. Like yeah. I would do it again. I would, you know, not sleep for a year again <laughs> if someone can find out, wow, okay, I can trust God or I want to trust God or whatever it is. I want to ask you one more question okay. before we go. And I don't know if you've had time to think about this or not, but who is your favorite brave girl? Oh, I am always thinking about this. Anyone that knows me is going to roll their eyes when I say it because I always talk about her, but definitely Corey Tin Boone. Yeah. Oh, I hope when I get to heaven that I can live in a shack in her backyard. Like, <laughs> I just want to be around her. You yeah. know, it's just because her story is just so incredible. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar, go order the hiding place right now or come yes. find me. I have multiple copies and I will give you one. And then follow it up with Tramp for the Lord. But, yes. Watch <laughs> yeah. the movie, too. It's a good movie. But read the book first because the, the book, book first is always better. Yes. But if you're not familiar with Corey, her family hid Jews during World War II. Mm-hmm. And she and her older sister, Betsy, were ended up being sent to a concentration camp and spent eight or nine months there. And Betsy died there. Mm-hmm. But they loved Jesus. The only reason they did it, you know, was to protect God's chosen people. Mm-hmm. And then after she got out of the concentration camp, she went on world tour basically just proclaiming the power of christ and his forgiveness and his love and i think about her life like and she was this you know little old spinster in her 50s and when this all happened you know and just the bravery Mm -hmm. that she exhibited but she was just obeying yeah talk about christian platitude that god has a plan for your life and it's a good plan to prosper you and to succeed you or whatever future and hope yeah future yeah there you go future and hope (laughs) But what if that future is to suffer? Am I okay with that? That's the road that she walked was full of suffering, Mm. deep suffering, starvation, nakedness, torture. Yeah. And so many women and men have come to know the Lord because of her actions and her testimony. And she was the very first to say it was worth it. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And so... I just want to encourage you, don't necessarily be afraid of suffering and that anything that God brings you to, he will give you the strength for it. Mm-hmm. Like Paul with this thorn in his side. Yeah. Will you look at all that Paul has given to the kingdom of God yeah. and just know that that God is better and God is bigger and God is capable of carrying you through and giving you what you need to do what he asked you to do. Yeah. What would you say to a mom who is suffering in silence? Mm-hmm who's at home with sick babies, mm-hmm. who is at home with chronic pain, Yeah, who's just doesn't have the platform that Corey Ten Boom had. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say to someone like that? Hmm. I think I would say, come near to God and he will come near to you. And to press into God and to take every thought that you're having and make it obedient to Christ through his word and through fellowship with other believers if you can, Mm -hmm. if you're Mm -hmm. in a place where you can get out. You know, Romans says that we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, Mm -hmm. and then we can discern and 
know what the will of God is in our daily lives, daily situations. And the only way we can know the ways of God is to know God in his, I think the best way, not the only way, the best way is through his word. Yeah. I always tell my teenagers or the kids at church that reading the Bible is getting to know God in his own words. Mm, and that's good. it's good to read what other people say about him and to learn from other teachers. But the Holy Spirit is your very best teacher. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit will teach you everything that you need to know. And it's so hard to do. But in the times where you're at your lowest, you have to press in your hardest to mm-hmm, God. Mm-hmm. You have to turn your eyes toward the Lord. That's where our help comes from. Yeah. Lift our eyes. Well, it um, just makes sense because how do you get to know an a person. You spend time with them. Right. You can't get to know someone based on what other people tell you about mm-hmm. that person. Mm-hmm. Usually. Yeah. You can yeah. know about them a little bit, but you don't really know them. Yeah. Like the taste and see that the Lord is good. You can't taste for anybody else. Exactly. You know, and that's nobody right. can taste for you. Right. Like you have that's something you gotta lick him yourself. You gotta do it. <laughs> you know. That's good. Yeah. It's a good thoughts. I guess it is a plug for community Bible study, but Get involved in a Get Bible involved study. Get involved with if a, a Bible study if you can. Yeah. And community Bible study even offers online stuff. If you oh, just order good. something for yourself and mm-hmm. start, it helps me to have some direction mm-hmm. when I'm studying and some prompts, I guess. Yeah. But just the Word of God itself mm-hmm. is, is amazing. One of the things that Bram and I have been committed to just in our marriage mm-hmm. is reading the Bible together Hmm. and just having that time where we just read through a chapter in the Bible and then we just talk about what we read. Yeah. We don't dig out the commentaries and we don't look up all this, Google the, you know, original Greek or any of that stuff. We just talk about what we read. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage people just find a study buddy, find a Bible study buddy that you can just read the word together And talk about it because that even starts to prompt things in your mind and in your spirit. I think the Holy yes. Spirit will use someone else, you know, mm-hmm. that you're having a conversation with to mm-hmm. maybe prompt things in you or to teach you. Right. And we'll use you to teach them just because the Holy Spirit bearing witness mm-hmm. in the other person across from you. So, yeah, sure. yeah, I absolutely would encourage you to get involved in some kind of Bible study and, and just hear about what God says about himself, mm-hmm. what Jesus says about himself. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And the cool thing about the Bible, I think, is that you can come to it with any level of knowledge mm-hmm. and anyone can come to it and God will speak to you out of it. Yeah. I take care of my best friend's baby a couple days a week. Well, mm-hmm. she's three now. Mm-hmm. But I was working on Bible study with Lucy and Eleanor a couple days ago. We're studying first, second, and third John right now. Mm-hmm. And usually we do it while she's napping. That way we can have a little bit less distracted discussion. <laughs> but she only napped like 45 minutes. So <laughs> we didn't get her full time. So I was like, but we're going to finish our Bible study. We're, we have to do this. So I read, God is light and in him is no darkness. Mm-hmm. And then their question in their book was, what do you think that means? What do you think it means that there's no darkness in God? And they were kind of like him hawing and you know, and this little three-year-old, she says, I don't like the dark. I'm afraid of the dark. And I was like, that's it. Did you hear what Becca said? And they said that there's fear in darkness. Mm. And I was like, yeah. And what does it say God is? And they, and she said, light. It takes away the fear. 
I'm like, this little baby three-year-old yeah. is getting something out of the word of God. Right. You know? Yeah. Anybody can get a word from the Lord. Like, you don't have to have a theology degree right. and have all this fancy background knowledge or whatever, but just come to it with an open and willing heart. And I always encourage whoever I'm talking with and myself to pray and ask God, show me what you want me to learn here. Yes. Teach me from your word. Yes. And he will. Yeah. He yeah. says, if anyone lacks knowledge, ask me yes. and I'll give it to him freely without judgment. Like, he's not like, oh my gosh, really? Can't believe she's asking again. Again? Or, you yeah. don't know this? I'm surprised you didn't know that. You know, no. <laughs> yeah, That's- no, I love that about the Lord too, because mm-hmm. I feel, it's easy for me to feel intimidated intimidated by it. Mm-hmm. Right. As much as I've been in Bible studies or as long as I've been a believer, it's still intimidating sometimes yeah. when I don't know what it's saying to me or mm-hmm. when I'm not sure. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, just praying that prayer, God, I need I need this from you. I need your wisdom in this and to know what it is you want me to yeah. know. Oh, and I think another thing that's imp- what I might say to someone is it's okay to be mad at God. It's okay mm-hmm. to have strong emotions. And to be upfront and honest with that. Yeah. That's a form of bravery is being honest with yourself mm-hmm. and being honest with the Lord. Like, he already knows, but he doesn't mind. He, his shoulders are big enough to take right. those things. Right. He wants us to come to him in those times. And that's part of wrestling with the Lord. Yeah. You know, yeah. and saying, I'm mad. I don't feel like you're good. Or I don't feel like whatever. And... I think if we open the the book of Psalms, anything that we read in there, we see that so clearly, especially Mm -hmm. David. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking Psalm 13. Uh It is completely one of these Psalms that you go, he's totally calling God out here. Don't talk to God like that. I know. (laughs) But he does it with such an honest heart. And then God said, I'm hearing him. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a great thing to to remind us of, Tammy, is that God is not going to be angry at us for expressing our emotion. He Mm -hmm. gave us our emotion. Mm -hmm. And he he knows. Right. He made our frame. He knows what it's all about. So for us to be able to express that to him, I sometimes think I can see in times when I've been like shaking my fist at heaven that, yeah. that God's just <laughs> like a parent. He's going, okay, honey. Yeah. I see that you're hurting and just let me know. Let me know mm-hmm. what you're, what's on your heart, mm-hmm. you know? And he's pleased with that yes. because we're not holding it in. Right. And we're not blaming him, but not being honest about it. Mm-hmm. Stop holding back. Right. Give it all to God. And we say that all the time, and it's, you know, easier said than done. But that's what faith is, is doing it. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to think about it and say it, but if we're not doing it, then what good is that to us? Yeah. None. Like, that's when our brain starts spiraling out of control and you get to a heart crumbling place. (laughs) Yes. I like that. I can see that visual when you talked about your crumbling heart. Yeah. Because I think many of us have been in that place where we just feel, I've got nothing. I'm just crumbling Mm -hmm. on the inside. And all these people that see me on the outside have no idea. Right. Because I'm holding it together. Mm -hmm. But that feeling of just being so broken inside and giving Mm -hmm. that to the Lord and letting him be the one to hold all of those pieces. Yeah. That's such a tender place to be. Mm-hmm. Tammy, thank you so much for sharing your thank story. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. It's and I good to be here. And I'm I'm grateful for your story because God's used your story in my life too. Mm, and I've seen you. the goodness of God play out so many times in your sweet family. And I'm honored to know you and your family. Mm, thank you. I don't know where you'll fit this in. Okay. But I think my very favorite scripture and something that has been 
well, I say this about every scripture is my very favorite, <laughs> but something that has been just hugely encouraging to me and very, very freeing is in Acts 4. Mm-hmm. It talks about, I think it's Peter and John had been at the synagogue and healing and preaching and they get dragged in before the Sanhedrin right? Um, and they give their testimony. And it says very clearly that the Sanhedrin looks at them and sees that they were unschooled, ordinary men, Mm -hmm. but that they had been with Jesus. And that was a huge distinction. And for me, that was so super freeing because my whole life I had wanted to be extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And I'd wanted to be the cutest and the most capable and whatever. But then seeing that what was amazing about them is that they had been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It refocused my whole life and my whole direction, yeah. you know, yeah. and that it was these ordinary things and these ordinary people that didn't necessarily have a pedigree or whatever that was being used by God in amazing ways. Mm-hmm. And, and they were ordinary. Yeah. Um, Ordinary people doing extraordinary things mm -hmm, for the Lord. mm -hmm. And that even if the extraordinary thing is humble Mm -hmm. or doesn't feel extraordinary necessarily, when it's done for the glory of God, it is. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, you talk about being home alone with the kids Mm -hmm. and being a mom or feeling like those are small things. But if that's what God has given you to do, he doesn't think it's a small thing. No. Like he thinks it's a very big thing and he's wanting to take these ordinary things and when we offer it to him mm-hmm. make it amazing yeah and he I, does i think there are no small acts of service mm-hmm. in the kingdom of god yeah it's all for his glory mm-hmm. regardless of who sees it yes. or who doesn't see it right yeah and that we don't need the outside acclaim or mm-hmm. the outside uh, recognition necessarily mm-hmm. and that Jesus's recognition is so much better and so much more. It gets me excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for saying yes. I know it was not an easy decision for you, yeah. right? Because oh, it's hard. But then I was like, "This is that's how I know I should do it." It's because I don't want to do it necessarily. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Such, and something too that when I was thinking about what do I do that's brave, and I was like, I guess speak truth when it, it's hard to. Well, when God calls you to speak, to speak, to to do it. Sometimes it's, well, usually it's not easy to do. Right. It's usually a tough situation that he's calling you to speak into. Right. It's always easy to encourage and to be happy and say, oh, you're doing a great job. That's easy to do. Yeah. But to go to someone and say, you know, I feel like this is not honoring God. Right. This behavior or this whatever. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Mm -hmm. The hardest. Yeah. Sometimes we have to. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's so good to have those people in our lives that can and will and that God has brought in. I'm glad you joined us today to hear how Tammy Washburn walks brave in parenting a child that has special needs and walking brave in her faith with chronic pain. I hope that you've enjoyed hearing how Tammy walks brave every day, raising her girls and teaching Lucy to walk brave and learning from Lucy as well. We'll continue our conversation next week about how Tammy loves the Word of God and how someone came to her rescue just in the nick of time. Dear ones, 
In light of all the chaos that seems to surround us right now with the COVID-19 virus spreading the way it is, I just wanted to jump in and say, let's walk brave together. Let's not isolate ourselves just because we have to social distance from one another. Let's find ways to encourage and love on each other as best we can during this difficult time. I'd like you to jump over to the Facebook page and share your encouraging thoughts and words or share ways that we can pray for you, with you, and over you during this difficult time. Many of you are at home for the first time with your children alone and not really knowing what to do. There's all kinds of resources online, and if you need some help with that, please ask. We'd love to help you find those resources to keep your hands busy and to keep little hands busy while you're at home. We pray that you're walking brave through this time and that your family is growing stronger because of it. If you'd like to share a story or how this podcast has inspired you to walk brave, or if you know of a woman who's walking brave in what she does every day, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, sandy at shewalksbrave.com. S-A-N-D-I at shewalksbrave.com. To stay up to date on our podcast, go to shewalksbrave.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at shewalksbrave. Music is by Nicole Nordeman. Our special background music is composed and recorded by Cadence Floria. This program is mastered by Bram Floria. She Walks Brave is a ministry of Compassion Ventures. I'm Sandy Floria, and this is She Walks Brave.